Let me see you do this. Come on. Let me tell you about the facts of life. Sing with me. Welcome everybody back to another episode of Facts of Life. I'm your host, Zakia. And and I am unofficial official co-host Michelle Sheba. Yes. Nice to see you again. It is always nice to see you, dear. And even though we are not together, we are in spirit. Yes, ma'am. I need everybody to subscribe and download the podcast. And I need y'all to leave a review. This is important to me and to the podcast. If you like an episode, if you hear something that touches your soul or spirit, please leave a review and let me know what you think. Um, Whether it's on Instagram, I would prefer for it to be like on Apple. I think Apple is the only place you can leave reviews, huh? Um, Like on app. Yeah, and Spotify doesn't let you do that. Oh, SoundCloud, but I took the podcast off SoundCloud for now. <laughs> yeah. If you're not getting no action, why well, keep doing it? You know, right? Well, I liked it, and then I started getting in these clubhouse room podcasts and clubhouse rooms, and they were talking about different, um, you know, hosting sites that you could use for the podcast. Hmm. So I'm just trying something out um, to see how it works out. And if it doesn't, then we gonna go back to the soundy cloud. Um, what are you, what did you switch to? I switched to anchor for right now. Okay. Um, I think I'm on a cast. You said you're on what? A cast used to be Pippa. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, they have something now. They keep popping up telling me I can put an ad in for people to donate. I'm like, child, I need to line my stuff out before I start asking for money. Right. Yeah, that's another uh, thing that they were talking about in the rooms is like Anchor puts in ads and stuff. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. Um, And we're going to work from there. But for now, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, please make sure that you are subscribing and downloading the podcast, sharing with your friends, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So let's get into living my best life. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to update y'all. It's been a while. It's been a month. Happy new year. Um, so-called new year. Uh, mm-hmm. cause we know that, the well, I know that the new year is in the spring, um, but this is the Georgia calendar, Georgian calendar. Um, So it's 2021, whatever. Happy 2021. Yay. Yay. We made it to uh, another version of 2020. Right. Period. Facts. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna let y'all know what's been going down basement with me. So I'm no longer at my job, which I'm very relieved about. Um, and I'm not going to go into details on how or why, but I'm not there anymore. And that's the good thing. I was right before we got on, um, you know, here, 
I was, um, I was looking in my journal, um, cause I had started journaling. So sometimes, well, I shouldn't say sometimes, a lot of times I go back and read old journal entries just to see like where I was at. And I was writing so much about this job. Like I was so, um, depressed about being there and it was taking a toll on my life. It was changing my attitude, you know, like whatever. And I know that I am in control of my own destiny, but at that time I couldn't figure out how to control my destiny in my, you know, life because it was just like, I was so, it was so much conflict and nonsense and drama going on at my job. And I just, I couldn't. So I'm glad that I'm no longer there. I've been getting some freelance clients, so I'm excited about that. Um, I do want to go back to um, work. I am still looking for a job (laughs) Um, because one of the things that I talked about with my therapist, because we we have been, like before all this went down, we have been discussing Um, you know, do I want stability or do I want freedom? And I want stability right now and freedom. I know entrepreneurship comes with freedom and like just doing free, having a few freelance clients, like it's cool, but it's like, I still want the stability. Like the freedom is cool, but I want the stability before I am full on free out in the wind. Like I need a little bit more before. I become a full-time freedom writer, (laughs) but, um, that's been going good. I went on my first date. Um, I went on my first date. The last day I went on was March of 2020. Um, so this was my first date in almost about a year, Mm. which it was cool. Like, um, the guy was nice. I ended up telling him, like, you know, I don't want to continue because right. he was an atheist. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, no, no, but, oh. Uh. Yeah. Um, and then when he told me that, I was like, okay, this is interesting, you know. And I asked him, like, if he would ever be open to, like, learning about, you know, or be open to having a relationship with God. And he mm-hmm. said, yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe I could look past it or whatever. But then, like, when we went out and we were just, you know, talking or whatever. And even, like, the couple of conversations we had over the phone, um, you know, I could tell that he wasn't going to be supportive of Your journey. my journey, you know. And that is important to me where I'm at right now. Like, I don't need you to be making comments about what I'm doing and whatever. Cause like I told him I had got a reading cause I got a reading last week and he was like, Oh, are you a hippie? And I'm just like, whatever. Like you're not in no position to be talking about what somebody believe in as you have <laughs> zero faith. <laughs> I mean, it's right. fine, but yeah, he was cool, but he was, he was a nice guy. Um, but nice ain't good enough for me at this point. Um, and I've also been, you know, like I said, I got a reading done. So I've been, you know, tapping into my spirituality and just trying to figure out what works for me, um, where I'm at in my life. So I've been learning 
a little bit about astrology. I'm still pretty new and a beginner, but I don't know. I'm excited. Um, and I'm ready to see what the rest of the year has in store for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm proud of you for going on the date. You said what? I'm proud of you for going on the date. Yeah. I'm proud of me too. I was just like, even if nothing comes from this, I I, I wanted to like start, you know, putting myself out there because I found this, um, I follow this lady on Instagram my week um, and she's the owner of curl boxing. Yeah. She had, she talks a lot about, cause she was single for a really long time. And then she just got, I, I would say in the last five years, she, you know, got into a serious relationship. She had a couple of babies or whatever, but she talks a lot about her time being single. Mm-hmm. And she was saying like dating is something that you almost have to practice. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if you're a basketball uh, player, football player, like you practice before you get into the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is practice tryouts. I want to, and I know that this time around with dating, I want to have fun. Right. You no, know, right. like, and if niggas are not providing that, I don't want to be bothered. Absolutely. Well, I also, um, <laughs> since we last met, I did go on a date. Remember, I think I was telling you, I'm not sure if I told the public, but I'll, I think maybe I told you it was yeah, you an older me. white guy. Yeah. And so like you, I did not feel aligned with that, but I did go because like you, I am energetically putting myself in a position to receive that experience of mm-hmm. dating and you know, doing that sort of thing, because, you know, I had cut myself off from it and said, I'm not dating, you know, I'm healing, I'm, I'm doing me. And I think it's very important to continue that work right. as you are dating. So I did go on the date and we had a really cool conversation about uh, spirituality. Mm-hmm. And he gave me this tip about uh, visualizing like healing and that kind of stuff. So like, it was cool. Like he said, his mom used to teach this method in the 90s or something so I guess that's how he got it and I felt like even though like I wasn't like romantically interested in him I got what I needed out of the encounter which is that you know there are men who are open to hearing about psychic experiences and like understanding like my journey even if they are not participating in it so I guess I'm saying that to say too like it sounds like oh boy, the atheist was a little bit immature, but there might be somebody who's not necessarily on your exact path who can be a good partner for you as long as they are open to that. Right. Um, Additionally, I have decided that I'm going to do group coaching. While I do like one-on-one coaching, I think, and this has come out just like being on Clubhouse because every morning like I do my room and people come in and they get what they need and they leave out. And I'm like, it's much better to be building a community if Mm. that makes sense yeah and I think when people are uh looking for healing which is what I'm offering (laughs) they feel like maybe they can't be all the way vulnerable or open with just the coach because they're like well you've already done it so you won't understand where I'm coming from so if you bring others on the same level they all feel like they are building some sort of camaraderie and community there. 
And the thing I want to express just is that like your teachers, your mentors, your healers, they are still practicing the same stuff. It's just that now we can easily go and grab the thing and say, okay, well, I need to adjust this or I need to reframe this, whatever it is. So I just have um, allowed myself to step back from trying so much to run my business and like just fall back and allow the creator to place in front of me the next steps, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, because I have a lot going on with my daughter. We're just coming out of doing an ADOS test, which is like um, an examination that kind of uh, gives you some scoring for autism. Because, you know, she has been in a special needs program at school, but it hasn't really been what she really needs. And so, like, doing that will allow me to really advocate for her because I'm like, she don't need to be doing this. Y'all need to be trying to grade her on this scale. We need to adjust it for her because she does have different needs. So that's really what we've been doing as well as basketball for my son. So that's good. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm glad that she got that test done because, you know, and it's been a while since I've been in the school system, but I know being in the school system, and this was in Connecticut, like you really have to speak up for, you know, your children. And that's one thing like my mom was good at. She would speak up for us, you know, um, and she would come to, down to the school and be like, nope, I'm not leaving until X, Y, and Z is completed or we get something done because y'all not going to play with me. And it's like, you have to do that because a lot of education, not a, a lot, but there may be like a few rotten apples in the education system that, you know, are there for money and they don't really care. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. you got that test done. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and I was sharing with a, uh, one of my, I guess that's like a show on clubhouse, but I was sharing with him this morning that, um, you know, he was talking a little bit about an experience that he had where the the school was talking about his daughter and ADHD, but he was kind of feeling like, you know, he didn't want to label it. And I was like, let me tell you, I've been on both sides because with my son, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to accept it. I didn't want to label him. And then he had to repeat fourth grade. And then there was all these different um, implications in regards to his self-esteem and then what were we going to do? And so when my daughter started presenting signs of having, um, I hate to use the word disability, but differences, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold on to that. I don't want to accept that my child is different here. Right. Because I'm like, I already did that and I already see how that worked out for me. So I'm just going to say there's, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being different. Right. So we have to accept that, but I want to know what it is so that I can find the tools for it. Right. You know, cause yeah. I think a lot of mostly black people don't want to accept that there are differences in their kids because then they feel like, was it me? Is something wrong with me that I'm having this experience? But no, I mean, everybody comes here to have an individual experience and sometimes for whatever you want to grow, on the soul level, you have to have those kinds of experiences, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that you're advocating and figuring out different tools to help your children. I'm doing my best. I can't say that I'm perfect or that I'm always like, yeah, you know, cause I'm human and sometimes I get tired, 
Right. You know, I'm by myself. So it's like, okay, I'm over here doing this and I'm over here doing this. And then I'm trying to work and I'm trying to coach. And I'm, I mean, like sometimes I just need to go lay down. Right. You know, I hear you. Yep. Probably going to lay down after this too. Like, <laughs> I did. I was really productive this morning and I deserve. <laughs> okay. And you should. Yeah. Um, we should let ourselves take breaks, you know? Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that she said in my reading last week is to just, if you're going to, when you chill out, just chill out. Don't do nothing. Don't try to clean. Don't try to fold your clothes. Mm -hmm. Don't try to reorganize your closet. Just chill. And I haven't gotten to that point in my life where it's like, I could just sit and do nothing and be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I see that in clients sometimes. And I mean, I saw it in myself. A lot of time we will keep ourselves busy because that still silence is like, you fucking up. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> no, that ain't what I told you to do. You know, right. so it's like, yeah. Busy ourselves to avoid the truth a lot. Right. Yeah. It's okay. I, yeah. I would say I wrote that down. <laughs> I was when I was looking through my journal, I was like, you're avoiding, you're avoiding, you've been doing all these things to avoid what really is, you know, and I'm working on it, working through. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into the facts about why do you care? What did I say? Why do what you people care? think? Why do you care? Okay. And I wanted to bring this up or talk about this because I, I, okay. So, you know, I was, I had it, not an incident, but I had a, there was a instance mm -hmm. um, where I was talking to one of my friends about my job. Um, this was months ago. And when I was telling her what was going on, I felt like she was kind of like dismissing me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she has a different view about working than I do. And what is her view? She is an entrepreneur. Well, she doesn't have a traditional nine to five job and okay. she, is an advocate for people having freedom and not having to depend on an income from a job. Okay. And so I was battling internally about that because I've said for so long that, you know, I wanted to be an entre entrepreneur. I want freedom. I don't want to work for other people or whatever. And I had to work through all of that. And that's why my therapist is like, okay, so do you want stability or freedom? Because with entrepreneurship comes freedom. But with the job, you have stability because, you know, you have a paycheck every two weeks or every week, whatever, how it goes. And so, um, but I was, it was heavy on my heart. And I was like, really like, you know, I had to think about like, why do I care about, what other people think about what I'm doing, you know, when they are not providing 
any financial assistance to my life, mm-hmm. no food, no shelter, and it's no shade, you know, but I financially, I'm not dependent on another, a friend or a family member. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started listening. Oh, and then my therapist, she also was like, okay, figure out what your values are too. And so I started listening to um, the audiobooks, The Subtle Art of Giving, Not Giving a Fuck. Mm. And that's one of the things he said in the book was like, the reason why you care about what other people think is because you don't know what your values are. Mm. And once you figure that out, you know, you will understand that not everybody has the same values as you. Mm-hmm. and you will start to care less about what other people think because we're not on the same page. We don't want the same things, you know? And it's like, it's not up to me to figure out what your values are. And then I also, I started, I don't know, do you listen to Abraham Hicks? Yeah, that's my girl. Okay. So I listened to her podcast too, and, you know, I just go through random episodes and one ep- the episode that I came across was um the guy he was like he said to her he said other people's opinions should not should have no bearing on my life and then he proceeded to go on about how he values um the opinion of one person mm. and um she was just like why you know and And then he was like, he respects their opinion and then went on to tell us about how this person is always putting him down with their opinions. So I'm just like, why do you care so much? You know, like that's, that's what I've been thinking about lately because I also, when I, when, you know, I left my job. I felt the immediate feeling of disappointment and I felt disappointed because of, um, you know, I have been telling all my friends, like, I want to do things differently with finding a job. Like, I don't want to just quit, you know, um, and not have another something else lined up or whatever. I'm going to do things different. I'm going to do things different. Right. This time around with, with jobs, I'm going to do things different whatever and so when things went down at my job I felt disappointed I'm like damn if I tell my friends they're going to be disappointed in me you know what I mean Mm. because they have been supportive uh or you know I've created a support system with my friends that okay like look this is what I'm going through at my job and like everybody's like stick it out stick it out don't quit don't quit don't quit or whatever blah 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 and I'm just like and I was trying and I was Holding on for them, I, I will say that. And my mom, too. My mom was in my ear like, oh, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And so, um, yeah, it was tough. And so that's why I'm just like, I'm at the point where it's like, I got to stop caring about what other people think. Right. Yeah, I got to stop caring about what other people think. And so my first question is, what, what, what makes you happy? Me? 
Um, dancing, cards, um, music, walks outside, food, sex, um, <laughs> reading, writing, reading people's charts, talking to people about their energy, helping others. Um, a lot of things make me happy, but I think the turning point for me was when I realized that what I was really looking for was not necessarily happiness, but joy. So it's, it's like, for me, happiness signifies something that comes from outside, whereas joy to me is from inside. So like, I just had to redefine who I was and what I saw for my life. Because, you know, like you, I was like, well, everybody says you have to live like this or everybody says you have to live like this. But the person that I was basing all that on is my mother, you know, because I don't really care what anybody thinks. Yeah. But, but she, you know. Right. And I mean, I'm still working through that every day. I'm like, that is not your voice. That is Jackie. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you feel like. I, I guess 2020, um, like when did you, when did you stop caring or when did you come to the realization? Like, okay, I can't be thinking about what other people think or what my mom thinks. Um, I mean, it's been a progression Okay. because there are things that I have to hurdle over all the time. Like in regards to like what I talk about, you know, because what I do is so, I would say it's so different because like we, you we both listen to Abraham Hicks. She channels a whole higher self. Mm -hmm. um, but in the beginning, I felt like I was being crushed by mm -hmm. not doing what I felt called to do, which was to talk about the moon and to share my thoughts on, planetary shifts and to channel spirit and say, this is what we are supposed to be moving through today as a collective and all this stuff. Like I felt physically ill from operating in this. I'm just a buyer and a podcaster because that's not all I am. Like I can say I am whatever I say I am. Right. And so, I mean, it was a progression because it's like I said, like every time you have to do something new, for me anyway, every time I have to do something new, I have to use those same steps to encourage myself, which it might be mirror work where I go to the mirror and say something like, you a bad bitch. And you know, you can do this and it don't even matter what they think because they're not doing it. You know, right. so like they're not brave. That's why they're, they're encouraging you not to be brave. Right. You know. Right. So it was but like, in when, the when, did the, when did the light click on for you, though, when you were like, okay, I'm going to stop thinking about this person or what they think? Like, did an event happen? Like, what happened where it was just like, enough is enough? Well, it was probably May, well, March. Well, okay, so March. So I would make these videos. I was practicing this diary, which I do in the mornings mm -hmm. um, in the Patreon group, but I was practicing and I was not confident to share it with the audience. 
So I would cut the stuff that was like important messages for people because mm-hmm. I'm like, they're going to think that you're crazy. Yeah. So like, that's why I said like, that was, that was probably March. And I remember saying, you know, everybody is feeling some type of way. And I feel like, you know, there's going to be something that takes place at the end of the year, like that conjunction. Of course, I had no idea because I wasn't really looking at that time. I was just like, feel stuff. So I was like, I feel like I need to look at the planets to see what they do. So I know why I'm feeling like this. So I was like, yeah, there's going to be light. And if everybody raises their vibration and we all come to Christ consciousness, that would be like Jesus coming back and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I can't share this at all. (laughs) So I was depressed because I knew that I was not doing what I was supposed to do. And then, you know, everything was changing and I felt sort of out of control. So that was like March to maybe like May. So in May, I was just like, okay, I have to get out of the fog and I have to allow myself to bloom. Mm -hmm. So I had a consultation with this guy and when he came to me, he was talking about, uh, you know, he has some fitness clothes he was trying to sell, but I was like, you want to be a coach of some sort you want to do some kind of support for others and he was like yeah you're right and I was like okay I know but okay (laughs) so he came to me after he had created this program and I was like well I'll try it because I need to hit a new level Mm -hmm. so I need something so it was like this 21 day challenge so every day the thing that I was afraid to do at that time was to to post on my Instagram about my business So every day I posted some sort of like sales message to level up. And I got like this ignited feeling of self-fulfillment from showing up for myself every day, right? Mm. So I started taking care of myself and I was putting on my makeup and I was doing my hair, getting dressed, you know, because when you're depressed, you're like, I ain't doing shit. I'm going to be right over here in these sweatpants and I'm going to sit right on the couch or lay in my bed underneath the blanket. I'm not going to comb my hair. So don't even worry about it. Right. And I just started to encourage myself every day. Hey, you got to get up. You got to do it. You know? So um, at the end of that, I did end a relationship, Mm -hmm. which was like, oh, are you kidding me? I just found my flow. Mm -hmm. So then I had to go back again and find who I was in that space. And so like, that's really where I've been since like, I guess July. Yeah. So that's why I said it's a progression because, you know, for me, it's kind of like, if I know I need to do something and I'm afraid of it or I feel uh, discouraged, I will ask for whatever it is that I need to help me over the hump. Yeah. So I think I just had to recognize, because my mom was the person, just like the guy in the podcast, you know, I had to recognize that, like, I'm not her. Right. I am me. Right. And last, I guess it was last week, maybe week before, you know, because I was, I was really kind of on that because we had a lot of, like, uh, mother wound healing in the last, like, month. And... We went to Huntsville and somebody was like, you know, your mom was the most beautiful girl in school. 
and she inspired me to become a dancer. And I was thinking, hey, she did the same thing for me. And I just realized that, like, I had her on a pedestal. Mm. You know, like, she's just human. Right. She's not perfect. Just because I was a little girl. Right. Looking up at her, like, this great beauty. Right. Who was always flowing and doing her own thing. Like, she's not perfect. Right. So I don't have to try to be to meet her state because I, I was trying to be perfect so I could be on her level, but she is not perfect. Right. You know, so like I can do whatever I need to do. Like she even said while we were at their house, I guess it was maybe like the week before I asked her if she had a notebook so I could write in. She's like, well, what do you want to write about? And I was like, well, I'm just going to, I was writing this. I was getting the houses and the planets and just like I was making notes because I felt like I wanted to do that that day. Mm-hmm. And she got on the phone with my aunt and she was like, she's becoming her father. And I'm like, you're damn right I am. Mm-hmm. Because I want to express my truth. Right. You know, my mom was really good at numerology and she used to draw the charts and my dad would read them, but she didn't allow herself to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like me wanting to do it and step out as myself scared her. So like when I told her I read playing cards, she was like, well, make sure you're giving the glory to God. I'm like, as opposed to whom? <laughs> like what? Like, so that stopped me from moving forward in it. Cause I was like, well, obviously it's disappointing to her. Right. You know? yeah. But you know, like other people, my concern was never so much as what will they think of me? But I always thought other people disliked me naturally so I would feel like um when I show up in the room everybody's gonna just be like "Ugh, there she goes again right you know so I would vibrate there and be kind of like not standoffish but maybe I was like try hard Mm -hmm. to like either to either act like I didn't care or to be a people pleaser yeah so, I mean, just over the course of the last two years, really, I kind of got to the point where I was like, Pfft. I mean, if I'm going to fulfill my individual purpose, I have to do it as me. Right. I'm glad that you, you brought up um, uh, the relationship with your mother um, and, you know, you looking up to her and feeling as though she was, you know, perfect because that's one of the reasons why I started, I wanted to get readings done because mm-hmm. I have reconnected um, with this girl I went to undergrad with. And, um, you know, we when I moved here, our communication completely stopped. And, you know, I was feeling some type of way about it or whatever, but I put my ego aside and I reached out to her. <clears throat> And she's a little older than me. And I feel like one of the reasons why we connected was because we both had issues with our, with our mothers. Mm. And um, I don't know where she's at with her relationship with her mother. But I know that, you know, I'm still working on my relationship mm. with my mom, too. But... One of the things that she said in our conversation was that she was trying to transition into, you know, a different space in her life. And 
She was like, I can't keep looking to my mom and my grandmother for answers because they don't know, you know, mm -hmm. like, and we think that they know because they're our parents and they raised us and, you know, they, you know, we weren't poor, we weren't homeless, you know, so you thinking like, okay, she has all the answers mm -hmm. and that's where I get caught up with my relationship um, you know, with my mothers and it's kind of translating over to my relationship with my friends too, but it's like, mm -hmm. I'm looking, I'm looking to her to answer my question, but she doesn't have the answers. So that's where a lot of, you know, the conflict comes in because it's like, you know, I'm having this issue or problem and, you know, the only person that can really resolve the problem is me, you know, mm -hmm. like, I can't expect other people to figure it out for me. And, um, you know, that's one of the things I got to work on is like, you know, being dependent, not being dependent of other people, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the things I've been thinking about lately is that my, one of my issues is I share too much. Not like in a bad way, but it's like, you know, these are my friends. Like, I want to let them know what's going on. And I have to work on my boundaries, too, and speaking up and advocating for myself because it's like I could tell somebody something, but I don't need your opinion. You know, I don't need your advice. Like, and I have to say to, and I have to do a better job at saying to people, like, look, I just need you to listen. I don't need for you to, you know, tell me what you would do, what, what, what I shouldn't do, you know, and that's where I'm like, you know, I'm in a transition period in my life. Okay. You should get some cards. You think so? Yes, because it will help you ask yourself. Mm, okay. As opposed to, I mean, and you can still get readings, like, don't get me wrong. Right. But like, like I just use my cards. If I have any questions, I just ask them. Yeah. A lot of people say you they, they can't read themselves, but I'm like, if you just relax with it, like, and just pull the cards, interpret them how you see them, you know? Right. Mm. But I, I think that might be a Gemini trait too, of not wanting the response from people. Like, I don't care what you say. I've already, I'm just talking. I'm just, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm talkative. So it's like, I do talk a lot and I talk to my friends a lot. And so in return, a lot of them, they think like they're trying to fix me. And it's like, that's where I get caught up. And I'm like, oh, you know, this person thinks X, Y, and Z. And they said not to do this or whatever. And it's like, here I am, you know, not, like you said, being my true self and listening to myself and listening to what I want to do or what is best for me, you know, based on what I have going on internally, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, my desire is to really stop caring. And that's a, and one thing, like, you know, I, my financial, you know, situation, that's another reason why I feel like I be, you know, spending so much money is because I care about what other people think. You feel like, just like what we were talking about, like, with all of this, like, yeah. you, know, like you know, it got to be like X, Y, Z, or X, Y, Z, like, it would benefit you to just redefine what all of this shit means to you. Right. And, and when you're doing it, like I said, is this my voice? Right. Or is this somebody else's voice? Because at your core, especially in a Gemini space, you don't really care about that. Yeah. So operating from that place is 
taking you away from your truth. Right. Automatically, and just like if you listen to Esther or Abraham, my bad, <laughs> will tell you that's when you're furthest away from source. Right. And you're not operating as yourself. Right. And then another really important thing, too, is to realize that, like, you are now an adult. So you have already hit at least the level of wisdom on some level as those older women that you went to, because we have a whole new terrain that right. they will never even see. They will never experience and never experience. And, right. and like, even with, you know, I love my mom. I love, I love everybody in my family. And as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that the older women in my family, they more than likely won't change. Um, especially my grandmother. She's about to hit 90 years old soon. And she's still doing the same shit that she was doing 30 years ago. You know, right. and you know, Shay, I love her because I spoke to her earlier this morning. And she was on some bullshit. And I was just like, girl, this is why I don't talk to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> y'all do too much. And it's like, I cannot be, I can't tolerate the shit anymore. Like, I'm being protective because I'm just thinking about, like, I, I don't have children yet, but. I be thinking about my unborn children, mm -hmm. you know, and I think about, do I want to involve them in this type of shit? Yeah. No. And the answer is no. So if the answer is no for them, it needs to be no for me too. Like, yeah. you can't be over here with that. And if you don't want to change, then you could just stay over there. But yeah, not to get off on a tangent. But um, one of the things Abraham said in that podcast, she said, being understood by those around you is the primary way to add pressure and resistance to your experience. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yo, synchronicity too, because let me tell you what I just shared on Facebook. It just says people who become obsessed with astrology, psychology, and personality types are the, the kids who were never understood at home. They try to understand you every detail because it would mean the world to them. If someone would have done the same for them, it's a love language. And this is what I wrote. <laughs> to be completely honest, I used to tell that story of nobody understood me, called me weird, and I often felt victimized by the word. But in my truth today, this day, I don't need to be understood by the rest of you as long as I understand myself and can accept the differences that have made me this very unique and gifted individual. Right. So like, fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. they're not going to understand you. Yeah. And they really meant to. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you know, you said earlier, you was like, you, you asked the question, do, do people like me? Right. Mm -hmm. And that made me think about another, I follow this. Um, I don't know if she's a therapist. She may be a therapist, but, um, she studies friendships mm -hmm. and like, that was her field of stuff. I think when you get your doctorate, you pick one thing you want to study, whatever. So she studied friendships and she did a podcast, I think it was last week. And I listened to it um, because I'm really interested, um, you know, in friendships because I am, you know, as an adult and being here in Houston, like I'm, I have to create my own support system, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I want to figure out, if I'm going to have, you know, if I'm picking my own family, which is friends, like, how can I be a better friend? Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, one of the things she said was, you know, you have to assume that people like you. Yeah. No matter what. Like, you got to walk in the room like, I'm that bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, Beyonce, I'm that bitch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what she said. But, um, and sometimes it's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is challenging. I'm not going to lie, because there have been times where, you know, I thought my personality was too big for other people. And I, and I thought, you know, that's why nobody invites me anywhere because mm-hmm. I'm going to take up too much attention. But it's like, I'm not doing anything but being myself. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to dim anybody's light. I don't put other people down. Or if I did in the past, I'm sorry. But where I'm at now, I'm not putting other people down. Like, I'm just you know, living my life. And sometimes I hold back because I think other people won't like it or they yeah. accept it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was there, as I said, and the number one thing that helped me in that position was number one, and this will help you be a better friend too, was to be my friend mm-hmm. and to, at my core, like me. Mm-hmm you know, because I didn't. Right. There were so many things that I thought were a problem. Oh, you're like this. This is why, like I said, oh, you're weird. You be talk about uh, esoteric stuff. Other people don't want to hear about that. Um, you like 60s music. You must, you're <laughs> weird. All the things that I was abusing myself about for the last 36 years, or when right. I could decide, when I decided it sucked, yeah. probably for the last 30 years, that because I used to get in trouble for doing the things that brought me joy. Mm. So I was like, well, just don't do that anymore. And if you start doing it, I'm gonna kick your ass. This is me to me, you know. Yeah. So I had to turn that voice into a friend. So like I use mirror work or those kinds of things because I didn't really know how to have relationships with other women mm. or, or men either. Yeah. So I just had to build a relationship with myself that would allow me to have the foundation of relationships. Right. This is what feels good. This is what's positive. This is what's negative. If somebody makes you feel like this, then that's not for you. And then I also realized that nobody could ever be more mean to me than I had been to myself. Nobody. Nobody. Absolutely. <laughs> nobody. Like, so, <laughs> you, I mean, what can you do to me that I haven't already done to me? Right. You know, I'm not afraid of you. I'll just come. Yeah. You know. Right. We got to do. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm doing better. I'm on the path to do better. And. You know, I'm fine. Things are, you know, I feel like every year I level up in my life, you know, and I feel like this is the year where it's like I'm really going to stop caring about what other people think. And I'm also going to start telling people to leave me the hell alone. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I'm at the point where it's like I'm very extroverted. Right. And I remember in 2019, like I was like, you know, I wanted to be intentional about maintaining friendships, you know, so I would be reaching out to people. I'd be like, once a week, I'm going to reach out to so-and-so or whatever. And like, I'm at the point now where it's like, I don't reach out to people as much because like, I don't want people in my space, you know, and I don't want their energy in my space because people project. 
Right. People project a lot. And I'm noticing that more and more when it's like, I don't say as much and people just, they just be saying all this shit. And I just be like, where did that come from? Right. (laughs) Just like what you were saying too, about your friends who, or your family who might say something about what you bring them to vent. I mean, they're responding from their, well, this is what I would do. Right. Or a lot of time people will project and, uh, their their guilt that they right. might feel about like let's say you decide to do something freeing mm-hmm. if that would make them feel shame to be that free or if they're jealous of your ability to free yourself then they'll start that shit too yeah for sure do you listen to it i feel like society is a myth but do you ever felt have you ever felt like you listen to what society tells you to do aka the internet <laughs> i used to yeah for certain Mm -hmm. um you know feeling like I had to be this type of mom or you know I had to be subdued um I needed to wear my hair straight I needed to um get a great job with awesome health insurance which I mean obviously I have a special needs child so I I do need the health insurance so while I am transitioning out of my job I'm holding on to it a little bit longer yeah god um And I think that is the number one reason probably why people project on others and why we do concern ourselves with what other people think, because we're trying to fit into the group. Right. You know? Yeah. And that is what society says is acceptable. So if you are like me, like you, that's different and is quote unquote weird, Mm -hmm. then you feel like I have to suppress my truth so that I can fit in with the group. I don't want to stand out any. I mean, that was for me specifically. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to stand out because I felt like it was always getting me noticed. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm like, why are you looking at me? Right. You know, (laughs) but I mean, obviously it can be helped because I show up and I'm like, did you know you're cosmic? Right. You're a star. Yes. And you came here to express God and be a light being. Mm-hmm. Which is the truth. You yeah. know, and it's like, I shouldn't be afraid to say that. Yeah. Or to tell people what I'm sensing energetically or feeling in my body about them. Right. And when I was a little girl, I would be like, blah, blah, blah. And people would be like, first of all, mm-hmm. I don't know you. Secondly, get out of my business. And right. you're weird. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm weird. Yeah. And the the uh, diagnostician was telling me today that, you know, she and my daughter were talking about, you know, what they don't like or whatever. And she has this tattoo that she doesn't like. So Kayla was like, is that a tattoo? Right at the time they were discussing things they don't like. And I said, yeah, she does that. She will target something and be like, I know that's bothering you. Mm. you know and I I want her to use that gift but I want her to be able to use it for good and not yeah. to manipulate or hurt others because it's very easy to fall into that yeah, yeah. I'm glad that she um she has that gift and I know you're gonna make sure she use it um she uses it wisely because kids are really really smart mm-hmm. children are really smart and I'm I'm glad that she's doing that well That's- she does it to me negatively so that's I mean like I told you like we've been bumping heads but I told her last night I said 
because the other day we went, I was in the kitchen and I was like, I should get a new coffee maker, but I didn't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And we got to Walgreens. She was like, we can get a coffee maker. And I'm like, get all our business, you know? Right. But like, she will also do it. Like if I, if she can tell that I'm not feeling well, or if I'm stressed or if I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm trying to rest, she's like, what can I do to make this bitch explode? Oh. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, please don't do that because I'm not going to explode on you. I'm going to explode on me. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. because I don't want to explode on you. And I'm not trying to experience that self-abuse because of this. Like, so like, we got to stop the power struggle. Like, just yeah. like you said, like, even though they don't know everything now, when you were little, there was a certain level of wisdom that your grandma and your mother possess. Right. So right now, let me get you to the point where I am. And then maybe you can go learn something and come teach it to me. But right now, today, I'm the mama. Right. And I think we probably have a past life where she was in charge. Mm-hmm. So it, it's very difficult for her to process the fact that I am in, in charge. charge. Right now. Like, I'll hear her say sometimes, I guess I just have to be the little girl. And I'm like, I guess you do. <laughs> because you are. Right. Where are you at? Right. <laughs> in this physical experience, you are the child. Right. And I am here to help you not manipulate others for uh, evil. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. I can't wait till you tell her these um, stories when she gets older. <laughs> she gets uh, older. <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, that made me think about um, did you watch Girlfriends? Yeah, I used to watch it sometimes. I mean, um, I watched it. I watched it enough to know. Okay, that made me think when you were just talking about how um, you know people were thinking that you're weird, whatever. You listening to society. That also made me think about um, Lynn from Girlfriends. Yeah, because I, you know, I watched it when I was younger. I think it came out when I was in middle school, high school. I didn't really understand. Like I knew that I could, I related to Lynn, but I didn't know how, you know? And so when I watched it this past year, um, you know, it made me think about, um, you know, and everybody's saying like, Lynn is a bum. She, Mm -hmm. you know, she mooches off her friends and like her friends were telling her like, get a job, Lynn. And she was like, I don't want a job. You know, and there's nothing wrong with not having a job. And like, she was so misunderstood. And I'm like, no, Lynn, I understand you. See, but that's why I wonder, are you holding yourself? I know you say you want stability right now, but it's like the why behind it, because there is a part of you that does want that freedom. And maybe is it too, and I'm not trying to read you. I'm sorry. Is it like that you feel like it might be too hard to get that stability in that entrepreneurial space. Yeah. Cause even like doing freelance stuff now, it's like, I was just, I was reflecting on it and I was just like, I like the freedom, but, um, you know, this is something I have to work on, like being trusting the process and getting okay, being okay with the process and getting through the process and being patient and like I'm not there yet and so for me I don't like freelancing 100% like um so that's definitely something that I'm gonna have to work through um 
because I'm like, yes, I don't have a, I don't have a job to go to now. And I was, you know, I'm relieved that I don't have to report to or fuck with these people anymore, but something is missing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I have to figure, figure that out. Um, like what exactly is missing and like what I need to do to, you know, have it appear in my life because Mm -hmm. freelance, you have to depend on other people, you know? And it's like, "Mm, it's cool, but. Do you have contracts with the clients? I do, but it's still, it feels, it still feels like a sense of dependency. If that makes sense. Like, because even though I have a contract, like, you know, I can have a three month contract, but this person could decide not to sign again for another three months, you know, or, you know, my invoice <laughs> could say on this day, I need you to pay and you, you pay a week later. And it's like, I don't know if I really want to deal with that right now, you know? That, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> because even though you saw, like, I can't make people do anything. You know, at the end of the day, like I have to work on, you know, my manifest manifestations and my energy and my thoughts and everything. Like, I know that's something I have to work on, but I'm just like, I mean, all of that will come to you. You're where you're supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like this might be the time period in which you realize how to trust, mm. you know, yeah. like there, I'll tell you about, uh, my friend again from clubhouse like he was saying he was going to get two jobs and this is like last month <clears throat> kind of right after we had uh, started the 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 room mm-hmm. um and he was kind of not feeling good about it and i just told him i said you know for me it's about the vibration of it so if you're going into this with this negative vibration of this is what I have to do. And then you're going to encourage yourself through that. That's fine. But if this is not what you really desire, why not put that out there and then receive? Right. So like now he has some other opportunities that are going to present him with the next steps to what it is that he really, really wants to do. And then that will provide him with income because a lot of time what we're doing is using this, physical reality and our understanding of life to try to format and design what is really divine. You know, like we don't have to over plan. Yeah. You literally just have to say, this is what I desire. I believe and trust that you will deliver to me if it is in alignment. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like it is really that simple. And it sounds like, that's ridiculous but it does work that way you know yeah for sure I'm definitely um you know with the readings and uh, visiting our little red one shop pretty often Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm there weekly yeah (laughs) I just sent somebody up there today actually she wanted to get some sage really (laughs) I'm, I'm definitely moving into a space where it's like okay you know this is where I'm at. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to work on and be okay with that and trust myself and have faith. And so I'm just trying new things, um, 
you know, in this season of my life to help me to move to the next level of my life. And a lot of that is like, you know, I want to eliminate the conversations that I'm having with people, especially like, you know, I want to, I want to start speaking to people that are more, uh, mature in their spirituality, you know, because I feel like these people, I'm not saying that they have it all together, but it's like, they have a little bit more knowledge than I do. And it's like, you know, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm not, I don't go to church. I don't believe in Jesus. Um, I don't believe that Jesus is my Lord, my Christ and my savior. I know about Jesus. I read about Jesus. I study about Jesus, but that's not where I'm at in my journey. So, you know, I want to connect with more people that are like you, like Michelle and, you know, that's why I've been going to the, the shop because I'm just like, these are people that are doing the work and are active in right. their work and they can help me and assist me and guide me. And so I'm doing, I'm, they're giving me practices and things to do that I feel like has been helpful, you know, even though it's only been like a few weeks, a, a month <laughs> or whatever, but it's been helpful for me to like, you know, know I have the power in how to do it correctly too. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, but I want to leave people, you know, with some things to think about when, you, when you care too much about what other people think. Okay. Um, remember that nobody cares, you know, not in a bad way, but it's like, no one really genuinely cares about what you're doing, you know, and the internet is not always going to be your friend. So you need to curate and connect with people on social media or whatever you use that motivates you. I'm not going to say like, oh, these people have to be super positive because, you know, like I said on the Instagram page, positive, not everybody's going to be positive. Not everything is going to be positive, but, you know, have people that motivate you, um, understand your values, understand who you are, really ask yourself what your values are and meditate on that, sit with that, think about that. And last but not least, mind your business. <laughs> Mind your business and stop worrying about what other people are thinking. Because if you worry about what other people are thinking, you know, that's going to take away from whatever it is that you got going on in your own vicinity in life and area, whatever. So stop. You have anything you want to uh, leave the people with? Um, in regards to uh, what people think. Um, recognize when somebody is projecting on you. Um, realize when you are projecting. And understand that you create your reality. So what you focus on grows. So if your focus is on the people who are against you, then, of course, you will attract more experiences where you feel like people are attacking you. So Right. I agree. I agree. So I want to thank Michelle for coming again. <laughs>
Um, I appreciate you and your energy, your time, um, your effort. Um, what do people need? Oh, they need to subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> Follow the podcast on Instagram. Share, review the podcast. Um, let me know what you think. Um, let's talk. Let's chat. And um, yeah, we're going with the flow this year, but we still going to be intentional. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So thanks for listening. And you guys have a great rest of your weekday evening. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace.